Hello and welcome to uh, this episode of our new series of Agent Stories. Today I am joined by Jessica Roberts. Hello. Hello. Jess is a specialist in Old Town and District 1, which is not maybe two areas you would put together straight away, but we'll come on to that in a moment because as part of this this series, we're getting to know the agents, we're getting to know the areas that, that they work in to give a bit of an insight in both. So I thought what better way for us to get to know Jess... Dan speaks to a very glamorous mother who oh, God. <laughs> was voice noting me from a flight to San Francisco last oh, night dear. <laughs> about some stories about Jess maybe from growing up. Brilliant. So the first one that came out was, it might surprise people to know, but you're not from this world, are you? <laughs> I know where this is going. This is awful. <laughs> so apparently when Jess was young... She thought she was from aliens, and the aliens had delivered her to Earth. And I know this is probably the same for all countries, but uh, back in the UK, we used to have dishes on the side of the house for satellite television, and Jess used to think that that was her way of communicating with her home, her home planet. Okay, I can't believe she said that. So where did that come can from? I, I was going to say, can I explain this? Yeah, story please a do. Bit? So. In my defence, whenever I was like being a bit naughty or wasn't really following instructions, which is unlike me, but it used to happen sometimes, my mum would say, carry on and I'm going to send you back home. And I'd be like, what? You're going to send me back home? And she'd be like, yeah, aliens dropped you off at the top of the garden. And in our house, we had like a huge garden. It was literally like... I'm saying miles, that's probably an exaggeration. But when I was little, I felt like it went for Huge. miles and you couldn't see the back of the garden. And she used to be like, yeah, one night I woke up and there you were under the shed at the back of the garden. And she'd say, <laughs> if you keep being naughty, I'm going to return you. And then I'd be like, well, how are you going to contact them? Like, what are you going to do? And she'd be like, the satellite dish. That's how we contact them. And honestly, it's embarrassing, but... I think I was about like 14, 15 when I was like, okay, she's lying. Is that old? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That always in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, is it? So, Am I by aliens? Well, that links into something else she mum told me about, actually. Oh, God. I know. Do you know what the thing is? I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? I know her too well. Go on. So tell us that one. So... This is all coming out that I was just really gullible as a child, isn't it? So I was obsessed with Harry Potter, still am obsessed with Harry Potter. And when it came to applying for secondary schools, like my mum would always, she's always, she's like big on Christmas, the tooth fairy, like she always had this like magical thing when we were little. Um, and that kind of tied in with Harry Potter. And she, we were, me and my brother, when we were younger, we were convinced it was real, like has to be real. We loved the films. My granddad loved the films as well. So my mum would always say, like, you know, well, when you when you get a bit older and it's time to go to high school, like, you can apply for Hogwarts. Like, you're special. You were dropped by aliens. Like, <laughs> you'll surely be able to go to Hogwarts. So I was like, right, okay. We've got this. So I remember, how old are you when you go to secondary school? I mean, like 11. 11. 11. Yeah. So I remember going and looking at different schools and all of my friends like the next day in the playground be like, oh my God, we loved that one. That one was so cool. And in my head I was thinking, yeah, well, I'm going to Hogwarts, so don't really care. Um, so we looked around those different schools and when it came to writing your first, second and third choice, I did write Hogwarts as my did first you? choice. <laughs> but then what's even worse is how cruel is this of my mom? She took it one step further and wrote me a rejection letter. From Hogwarts? <laughs> What was the reason? <laughs> Just I wasn't special. 
Wow, well, so, so your yeah. mum's really had you over, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, really had as me over. Kid. And she always says, I, I'm your favourite. And I'm thinking, you're not. You literally scarred me as a child. I thought I was going to Hogwarts and I thought I was going to be picked up by aliens when I was 16. So, I've got yeah. one more thing I'm going to bring up. And it honestly must have had 10 voice notes off your mum. So God. maybe there'll be a part two at some point. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> the final one, it's only a quick one because I'm conscious we do need to get on. She was telling me about how you used to do a lot of promotion work. And I think you had to dress up a couple of times. One is as an M&M, yeah. which I'm not going to talk about today. But the other one, can you tell me about when you dressed up as a Christmas bauble in a shopping mall and came, ac- came across a bunch of maybe mischievous boys, if we call it that way? Yeah. What, they, what did they do to you? So I used to do a lot of promotion work and used to do a lot of dancing work and people always think, oh my God, that must be so glamorous. Absolutely not. Um, So one job that I got booked for was in Westfield in London and it was like a Christmas parade. So we were like, yeah, cool, we'll be like snowflakes or whatever, it'll be really easy. Got there and there was, I'm not joking, probably the size of this table, this big (laughs) wooden, I've got pictures, this big wooden ball and the agency that I worked for was like, right, your baubles. I was like, sorry, what? They were like, yeah, yeah, your baubles. So we need you to put the suit on. And I had like this little sock hat thing and it was made out of wood. So it was so heavy. Every time you walked, you'd like bang your shins. So I was covered in bruises. So me and my friend had the baubles on, obviously had to walk quite far away from each other because we kept banging into each other. And um there was this group of boys and me and my friend were like, oh my God, we cannot believe that they are looking at us. Like they're really good looking. We're dressed as baubles. Like this is <laughs> awful. Um, and we had to go down to like the lower level. And my friend Ellie's bauble was slightly smaller than mine. So she got on the escalators and was okay and could move. I got on the escalators. They got on behind me and kind of like pushed me to get on. So then I was wedged <laughs> the escalators. My feet were up and the escalators were just going down. <laughs> I was stuck and they had to push me free. All the way to the bottom. Pushing me. They had to kind of like push me every like couple of seconds to get me down. And then the last one pushed me a bit too hard and I just went rolling <laughs> like a pinball down the uh, the shopping centre. So that was fun. So one question that um, I'm posing to everyone is, what made you move to Dubai? But I think it's quite obvious. Yeah, it's, yeah. Obvious. it's either my mum just abusing me or I, I wanted to stop dressing as a bauble, to be honest. <laughs> so aside from that, what else led you to Dubai? Um, I think when I graduated uni, I kind of thought I don't really want to live in the UK anymore. I wasn't really that bothered where I applied for like China, America. I got like, and there were all really random jobs as well. I applied to be like a private school teacher um, secretary just like loads of random things and it was actually another agency that came back to me and said oh like this is what we could offer you in Dubai would you be interested um, and I thought you know what actually I've never been to Dubai but worst case scenario you go home let's have a look let's try it um, and then they were like yeah you need like x amount of money and I thought right well don't have that you know I've not got enough bauble gigs so <laughs> need to save and then it was a year later to the day that Allsop and Allsop approached me and just said, look, we've heard about you a little bit because I was kind of in the industry. Would you move over? And I just thought, you know what? Yes. Let's go. It, it was raining and I was working from my ironing board at home because it was when the UK was in lockdown. So I think I kind of just thought, get me out of yeah. here. I remember um, meeting you, I think it was on your, your second or third day. 
And one of the areas we mentioned a moment ago that you cover is Old Town. And I love Old Town. I love the cobbled streets, the nooks, the alleys, the cafes, the restaurants. Yeah. It really feels like you're in a, like, almost like a Mediterranean village type place. So different, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember you got given the area. And then I remember you went out to try and find the area. <laughs> and maybe without naming any names of where you did end up. Yeah. Shed a bit of light on that one. So this was nearly the end of me at All Sub and All Sub. This was nearly like absolutely not. Um, I went to look at my area and Old Town's got two different sectors. It's got Almanzel and it's got Camadine. So I put Almanzel in my ways and classic Jess, can't even spell my own name, spelt it wrong. So I was driving and without naming any areas, I'm sure you can imagine the kind of area that I turned up in. I was like, what the hell is this? And everyone had said to me before I'd gone, oh my God, you're going to love Old Town. It's gorgeous. Chloe Kempton said to me, you know, it's so beautiful. Everyone wants this area. And I remember thinking, everyone wants this area. Is someone, someone having me on? Everyone wants this area. Um, I didn't have money for parking and I had to pay for parking. So I had to ask some random man to help me. So the whole thing was just really traumatic. I was sweating. I was thinking, what am I going to do? I've moved to change my life. This is not going to change my life. I remember driving home and saying to Mark Walters, no. Yeah. I'm not doing it. He was like, what do you mean you're not doing it? I was like, no, it's not happening. He was like, is this where you went? And showed me on his phone. And I was like, oh, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Looks nothing like that. Completely wrong. And then when I actually went to Old Town, I was like, oh my God, love it. Okay, so you love Old Town. What is it you love about Old Town? I love Old Town because it's so unexpected. So... Downtown is so busy. You've got the boulevard. It's full of high-rise towers, loads of glass, really modern. And I I love downtown. But the minute that you step into Old Town, whether it be through one of like the back gates or you go through the souk, you have no idea that you're in the middle of downtown. It's so quiet. It, it's things like, it sounds really silly, but you'll pass someone in Old Town. They'll go, hi, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. You're having a nice day. Like, it's just, it's like a little, it sounds really cringe, but it's like a little... It's like a little slice of like heaven, something completely different. And I think what I love about it the most is anyone that I take there is their reaction. And especially when it's someone that maybe doesn't know the area and I've said, oh, would you consider Old Town? They're kind of like, oh, what is it? And you take them. And from that moment forward, they're not looking anywhere but Old Town because there's there's nothing else like it. No, like I say before, I agree. And one of my goals in life is actually to get one of the own one of those apartments with the back door, yeah. uh, the back gate onto, the, onto boulevard. the boulevard. I think that's incredible. You're, you've backed up, your back gate is onto one of the busiest and most well-known iconic city centres in the world. There's just, I think the other thing that I love about Old Town is there's, there's nowhere like it. I can't think of, you know, a big part of this job is comparable areas and would you consider this? This is similar, but kind of a blessing and a curse with Old Town is when someone says to me, you know, where else is there? There isn't, there isn't a, for me, there's nowhere else that compares. Where else, you know, in a a big city, do you get gardens or greenery or just not be able to hear cars? Yeah. Not be able to hear cars, not be able to hear people. You're, you know, 10, 10 metres from the biggest mall in the world and you would never know. That's, um... That's a real estate agent's 10 metres. Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything's 20 minutes in Dubai or 10 metres. Uh, but it's not that far. It's a little no. bit further than 10 metres, but it's not... Um, Give or take. It's not that far. Okay, so that's Old Town. But then District 1, and I'll, I'll let you tell us all, is quite different. Yeah. 
obviously. So tell us about District 1. So District 1 is obviously completely different to Old Town in the sense that they're all villas. Old Town is apartments. It's right in downtown. District 1 is a villa community. Um, District 1 similar to old town has the kind of feel of once you drive in it feels like nothing else in dubai in my opinion so it's very it's it feels really like luxury and i know that's quite a hard thing to imagine but you drive in there's not one piece of grass out of place there's not you know one playground or volleyball pitch with sand out of place it's 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 perfect it's pristine the houses are gorgeous um, so in that sense, they're similar because they're two quite tiny areas that aren't like anything else. But obviously the actual product and actual properties are completely different. One's apartments, one's villas. So who? what's your typical clientele for both? So for, again, this is something that I love about doing both areas. I think I really get to experience both ends of the spectrum. So with Old Town, it tends to be a lot of first time buyers that are maybe sort of, you know, young professionals, they work in DIFC or downtown, want a kind of community villa feel, but location is really important. So it's a lot of people getting a mortgage for the first time or like scraping everything together to buy. You do get your investors and things like that because people want to own there. But majority is young couples, end use, first time families. And then on the flip side, district one is kind of maybe last family home purchase. So bigger ticket value, but it's families that have been in Dubai for quite a while, maybe have, you know, a couple of children. They've lived in smaller areas, but now need to upsize. So I like it because you get you get both ends. You get people at kind of the beginning of their property journey and you get people at the end of the property journey. So it's nice because then I don't I don't get bored and get to speak to loads of different people. Well, I was going to ask you, do you find it challenging mixing the two, two such completely different type yeah. of areas and property value and type? And- yes and no. I think what's... What I find easy about it is to me, no matter what you buy in or who you are, you're a person. So my approach is probably maybe a little bit different to other people. And I like to just kind of listen, you know, what are you looking for? What do you want? And, you know, a million dirham purchase in my head is just as important and is just as big a thing as a hundred million dirham purchase. So in that sense, I don't find it difficult because I just feel like people are people. But in terms of... um, it can be hard to flip between the two. So when I'm like doing Old Town, for example, and I've got loads to do there in the morning and someone calls me about District 1, I'm like, oh, um, you know, you it's, different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different um, service charges. And it's more, while buyers are buyers and people are people, it's kind of a different type, if you like. Yep. So the questions that are asked or my checklist in my head that I'll go through is a different checklist from one to the other. Because in Old Town, you know, I might say, okay, are you looking for, does it need to be bright? Does it need to have two bathrooms? Do you want Camadine or Manzel? Because it's apartment blocks. Whereas with District 1, it's like, okay, is, is a plot size important to you? Where do you want to be on the lagoon? It's kind of like a different like a different checklist yeah. in my head. So same principle, but it's just you have to flip between the two. So that's the areas. And the thing that remains constant though is you. Yeah. So what do you think sets you apart from competition in the market? Oh, I feel like you can't answer this without sounding really full of yourself. Um, I think, so if I go off feedback from clients and what kind of people say that they like, I think I'm just quite a normal person. I think I kind of treat, 
I don't necessarily treat a buyer as a buyer or a seller as a seller. I just, like we're having now, I just treat it as a conversation. And I'm also really honest with people. So one criticism of Old Town can be that the apartments can be a little bit dark. It's just the style of the building. Some are lighter than others, but the general is they can be a little bit dark. I don't shy away from that. So I'll, I'll freely say that, you know, if a buyer says to me, Jess, you know, it's a little bit dark in here. I'm not going to go, no, it's not. It's really bright. Like turn the lights and I'll go, do you know what? It is a little bit dark, but for this one, you get this layout. So I think people appreciate my sort of honesty and I'm not pushy in my opinion. You know, I can't sell a property. If someone doesn't like it, they don't like it. If someone likes it, they like it. So I think not being pushy and saying, okay, right. So you don't like this about this. You like this about this. We're going to have to compromise somewhere. You know, where, where is that compromise? What does that look like? Um, so I think maybe just being which a is our, yeah, which is our job. I think people misunderstand real estate as thinking we're all we all should be salesmen yeah. and hard nose and after the deal. But it is customer service and customer advisory type roles yeah, rather yeah. than like this hard hard face salespeople. Yeah. Okay, I've got some questions to finish up on Ooh. from Alini, our head of PR. I hope and cons. these are nicer than the mum's voice notes. Well, I hope so. <laughs> So the first question is, both professionally and personally, what is one thing you'd like to get better at over the next year? So professionally, I think I'd like to get a bit, I like to think I'm quite a resilient person, um, but I think I'd maybe like to get a little bit better at not getting so emotionally attached to things. I know someone who can help you with that, who's done a very good course in resilience. Oh yeah, my mum. I think with, while being just a person is really important to me and having those conversations with buyers and not being pushy. Sometimes I do then get really attached with things. So I take things to heart when, you know, they maybe don't go for what I thought they were going to go for, or, you know, a seller gets a call from another agent and they offer them the money there. And then I think I can be a little bit like, what did I do? What can I do better at? And sometimes it's just completely out of your control and there's nothing more you could have done. There's nothing better that you could have done. So I'd like to get better at just kind of putting it in a box maybe being in a mood for a couple of hours go and have a chocolate bar and then get on with it yeah and it's a difficult one that because i'm definitely i'd encourage that but that's like a good thing and a bad thing isn't it because yeah. on the flip side it, it's good that you are so in so investing your care so much but also that you have this self-reflection yeah because a lot of people go through life without any self-reflection and it's really through that that you that you will learn and you yeah. will maybe handle conversations or situations differently yeah I think, it is, I think it is really important and I don't want to lose it completely but maybe just not turn it down as critical because uh, I get a bit angry with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then finally what would, I mean who knows what the answer to this question is oh, going to be a bit nervous. what would you do if you were not in real estate what would I do I would not be a bauble yeah. that's for sure um I think that's a really hard, I think that's probably one of the hardest questions because in all honesty, I don't know. I think I'd be doing something definitely people related, maybe like HR or or something like that. But I honestly don't know. I think I do genuinely really love real estate. It's a great job. It kind of, everything that I'd want from a job, you know, people, challenges. I work for an amazing company. There's, I don't think I know what else I'd do. It's not really an option. Yeah, no, fair comment. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have all enjoyed it. If anyone has any questions for Jess, let us know. We'll put something out on YouTube or socials or or have you. Before you go, do you want to share your social channels? People can tune in. Um, 
you want to. Yeah, you can do. So my Instagram is jessielr underscore x. If anyone DMs me and asks for a picture of me as a ball ball, it will be a straight block. That is not happening. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you very much. And thank you very much for watching.